Welcome to you, me, and our couple's therapy podcast without the therapist. Here we will be talking about infertility, parenting, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to you, me, and I'm Jordan. I'm Kirsty. And welcome back once again. We are back as promised. We are, yay! We said we'd be back. <laughs> we keep our promises, we're back. We are, yeah. And it hasn't... <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was going to get straight into it and pretend that nothing had happened. But, yeah. Oh, just... I'm so professional thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can keep my voice like <laughs> nothing's happened. So, to give you a bit of context here, we just filmed 10 minutes filmed. of this. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it on camera as well. Okay, recorded. Same thing. We recorded 10 minutes of this, turned around, it wasn't even working. It wasn't recording, yeah. So we've just got to repeat everything that yeah. we just said. But yeah, so that's why I was laughing, because you was pretty much saying it word for word I as know. well. But yeah, sorry about that. We, right, don't, well, we don't have a script, I've just got a really good memory. I know, yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't keep my laughing. I just thought it was funny. But anyway, so what it was we? <laughs> to be honest, when you turned around, I thought you were laughing at, like, pop shield face. Oh, well, there is that as well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we've been away for three weeks, which is less time than I thought we would be away for. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Mm -hmm. It's nice to get back into it. It is. Kind of forgot Mm. about it, in a sense. When you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, we've got got that to do. Yeah, it's getting into the routine of it again and everything. But yeah, it's nice. I like being able to do this when everything works anyway. Which, yeah, so you've got a new microphone. I have indeed. That's why you was on about your pop shield. Yeah, pop shield face. So, <laughs> basically, we've got a new microphone, and it's got the biggest pop shield I've ever seen in my life. It is literally the size of my face. <laughs> so, we've got it set up. It's on, it's on like a stand. It's got its own stand. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, fancy. it's quite high and stuff like that. And, you know, the microphone was there. I was like, oh, right, okay, that's what we were speaking into. Pop shield was off to the side, pulled it in front of the microphone. Wow. Yeah. I can't actually see <laughs> Kirsty at all. I can see her through the pop shield. I can't see over or around it. It is that big. It's quite nice to speak to you like this. Like, all I can see is forehead, chin and ears. Pop shield face. <laughs> well, yeah. So, we had to get a new microphone because that last one that we had was just terrible. I think it was faulty from the first day that we yeah. got it. But Sound we, levels and everything was yeah. just off, wasn't it? But us being us, like we don't know what we're doing. I say that we're amateurs all the time, but we really are. We do live up to that tag. Yeah. So a lot of the time I just thought it was just us because we didn't know what we was doing. But yeah, now that you've got this one, I really do realise that the last one was faulty. But yeah, because we can't, we can't afford fancy proper microphones or anything not when we're trying to not like when you see like these youtubers yeah i know i'm so jealous but you know fertility treatment we've got to pay for that so we can't be forking out money on fancy equipment so we've got pretty bog standard microphones but yours is actually yours does look quite fancy it wasn't expensive but it it looks quite impressive so Yeah. yeah So yeah, hopefully we won't get have any more tantrums like we did on the last uh, podcast. Who do we think we are? Yeah. <laughs> Who do we think we are? 
<laughs> Why are we even doing this? So what else is what's been happening in these last three weeks of us not chatting? I've had two should... weeks off. Yeah, look at you. Yep. So Easter, Easter holidays, Easter. chocolate, all of the chocolate, all of the chocolate, too much chocolate, lots of chocolate. <laughs> still eating the chocolate. <laughs> still eating the sun's chocolate. Yep. Said I'm on a diet, but I'm still eating the chocolate. <laughs> yep. That's how life goes. Yeah. What else has happened in the last two, three weeks? Shops have reopened. Yay. They have. Which means I'm super busy now. Even though you've been opening this whole time. Yeah. Been it's open just, the whole... It's just the fact that people think, oh, you know where I'll go? Corridors. Yeah. That'll be open I now. Know. You know what? We've ha- actually had so many customers coming in saying, oh, it must be nice to be back. I bet it's really nice to be back, isn't it? And we're like... It would be nice to have some time off. Like, <laughs> we've been here this whole time. Like, we've never left. We've only had like the, we only had the first lockdown off. Not even the full lockdown either. But has that been all people saying that? Or just just, yeah, just everyone? everyone, pretty mm. much. Yeah, everyone. So yeah, we're like, yeah, it's great to be back. Mm. Yeah, we're still, we've never gone anywhere, but it has been you nice. Do that it, fake laugh. <laughs> oh, I've perfected that. You have to perfect that laugh if you're in retail. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I but, don't, don't miss it. Yeah, it has been nice though, actually, this week because it's given us. It has felt like we're getting back to normal. There's been a bit more of a buzz in the store because there has been more going on. There's been more customers coming in, so because it was getting really boring. Well, look at how we felt when we went downtown before. Yeah. When we got into the center and stuff, the fact that shops were open and there was people walking around. Yeah, I just whereas feel like, beforehand it was like a ghost town. Yeah, I feel like everything feels a little bit lighter, and it helps when the sun's out. I it always does. say that it does. It does help, like, to lift everybody's moods. But I do feel like everybody's just a bit happier, and even customer-wise, because we get some really horrible customers, but everybody so far has been really nice, and we're like, God. What's, what's happened? This is so strange. But it's just because everybody's so happy to be out. Mm. So, Give it time, though. Yeah. That'll quickly change. Well, yeah. When you're getting will. all the returns and all the people complaining. Yeah. And, and the novelties wore off yeah, exactly. as well. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's nice that things are starting to get back to normal. We've not actually, apart from me being at work, we've not actually like done anything with things being open. No. So. No. So I think we will get to for a while either, really. Um, yeah. Probably, probably not until probably not. the next lot of <laughs> restrictions ease. But then at the same time, I wouldn't want to go to like a city centre or whatever at the minute because you just know how like manic yeah. that would be. Again, because as you say, it's a novelty you now. Like, oh, look at what we can go and do. So everyone will want to go yeah. and do it. Like, look at the news the other day when they opened Primark at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And there was people queuing outside it since, I think it was half five. Mm. Like, that's crazy. I know. That is crazy. <gasps> but, you know, we were desperate for some sort of normality again. So exactly. You can't, you can't blame them. Really. Yeah. No, it's feeling good. We're, we're getting somewhere now. What else has happened? Well, we have reached the first little checkpoint we that have. we've been uh, trying to get towards. Milestone. Yeah. So, um... We had our last consultation in February and then 
we had well we've got, we've had an appointment in April well you've had an appointment this month yep. and then I've got to wait for anything until June that's when like our big main appointments are so we decided to think of this one in April as a little checkpoint so we thought right get from February to April and then from April to June and it just felt a little bit more manageable to do it that way yeah it's halfway yeah so we've got to that point we've passed that point because we did that was last week yeah last Thursday yeah, yeah. a week ago yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. so with the, for that one you had your second sperm analysis I did indeed and your blood tests I did I did and it was a stress getting there nope it was. It was. It was for me. I wasn't even in the appointment, going to the appointment. I wasn't even getting out of the car, but it was a stress. It wasn't, though. It just wasn't a stress at all. Oh, no. Appointment was at 20 past one. We got there at quarter past. The car park is a two-minute walk away from the place. Oh, yeah. I know you're not good at maths, but you can work that out. I know, I know, but yeah. If that was my appointment, I would have been even more stressed. I just hate being like late. To if it things. was your appointment, you would have left work earlier than what you did. You wouldn't have left at half tw- uh, 12, you would have left at half 11. Probably I would have, yeah, said that the appointment was earlier or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So well, I had no choice but to leave at 12, because that was me cutting my shift short as well. Yeah. But yeah, just so that I could watch Oakley <laughs> in the car, yeah, basically. <laughs> literally just sit in the car with Oakley. And that would have been fine. It would have been fine you having your appointment on that day because I normally don't work on that day. But because of it being Easter and it being Easter Sunday and all the hours and everything changing because of, yeah, I just had to work some extra hours back. So normally it would have been all right. But yeah, it was a stress getting there. No. <laughs> but how did everything go anyway? You've, you've not actually said much about it, but um, no, it was it was fine. Um, obviously, we had the drive, which was fine. <laughs> and then got there, went in, and I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to tell you how, it, like, from start to finish. Well, right? yeah. So was walking into the fertility clinic, and there was a woman in front of me, and I am. Um, she was asking at reception, like, oh, where do I go for this? And there's a sign as you go in saying, please report to reception before like going anywhere. Obviously, that's not the exact words, because that'd be a weird sign. <laughs> but, yeah, I've always got confused by that sign. So I stood, there, I, I stood there for a minute, and I'm like, hold on. Do I actually need to tell them I'm here, or do I just go, because I know where I'm the going? The first part, the first part. I've always got confused at that sign. <laughs> if we ever have to give feedback after this whole thing's finished, <laughs> I get confused at your sign. <laughs> I'll happily do that. But yeah, so I stood there for a minute and I was like, you know what, I know where I'm going. I'm just going to go. But then the woman that had gone in just before me was going to the same place and obviously when you go into the elevator, it's on the third floor. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to the third floor as well. And uh, the woman was saying, like, oh, it's nervous, isn't it? And I was like, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> no, no, I was like, yeah, you know, it is. it's not exactly the place that we're wanting to go to or be at or whatever. Um, and I don't know. I, I asked her if it was her first time going there, which at the time I kind of, I, like, the words just came out of my mouth and I went, ah, 
should I have really have asked that? It's a bit like insensitive, but at the same time, I wanted it to be kind of comforting. Yeah. And yeah, it was. It was our first time being there. And I went, oh, like you're in, you're in good hands and stuff. Like it, they're they're all really nice here. It sounded like a pro. I've been once. <laughs> you know, you just sell it. Just yeah, sell but it. that is really nice. That is because it is nerve wracking to go, especially at the minute because you still a lot of the appointments you still have to go by yourself or whatever so yeah. like when I went for mine I was by myself and I had no idea where I was going I didn't understand the signs I was nervous mm. which then like puts you you get more confused because you're just like panicking so to have like somebody talking to you while you're going and showing you the way and being like oh yeah like it's fine everybody's really nice and stuff or I don't know it also takes away the whole kind of like fear and embarrassment of being there like I know you shouldn't feel embarrassed Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like it's even like when you go and pick up like a pregnancy test or something you're always like oh oh, you have to like hide it and I feel like anything Mm -hmm. fertility related I always used to feel like that whenever I went to um because I used to get the pill not from like the GP but from a like a family planning clinic oh yeah yeah. um Mm. so every time I went there even when I was like definitely old enough to be going and everything like I always was so felt so shifty going in because I'd be like is anybody can anybody see me going in Mm. like so yeah it it kind of felt the same when I went there as well to the fertility clinic you kind of feel like oh oh, should I be going in here like yeah I suppose it's just you don't want people talking or getting the wrong impression. Yeah. Well, I knew nobody would know me because I don't know anybody around this area still, really. Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit of a fear, isn't it? Like of going there. Mm-hmm. But so to have you t- chatting to her would have probably really calmed her. Hopefully, I I don't know. I think it was just my big gob. Opened <laughs> and went first time. <laughs> no, I think it's nice. I think it is nice for for you to chat, like, in the waiting room and things. Especially, like I said, because it is difficult at the minute because of the whole coronavirus thing. I feel like we've kind of gone away from that, even more so. Because mm-hmm. you know that you have to stay away from other people. So you don't have that sort of, like, small talk chat with people yeah. as much mm-hmm. at the minute. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it was a good thing that you spoke to her. Hopefully. Ho- so, ho- hopefully they do some good... Well, then, obviously, that was in the lift. Mm-hmm. Came out the lift and she walked out the lift and uh, I just went, yeah, yeah, it's to the right. Again, just pointing in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, because of all my experience <laughs> being there and stuff. Um, yeah, and then, obviously, just checked in at reception and then it was deposit time first. Mm-hmm. And uh, wonderful Simon took me to the room. Simon, I hate it every time you say his name. Why? It sounds too close. When you're talking about a sperm <laughs> a- analysis, every time you say it, it I'm f- like, it what f- are you about to say? Yeah. No, it was the fact that he went, right, my name's Simon. I'm like, hi, Simon. <laughs> I didn't actually say, hi, Simon. I went, hello. Probably not in that voice. Hi, Simon. Here's my semen. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Showed me to, like, obviously where you go and stuff like that. And then asked if I'd done it before like gone through that procedure and yeah. stuff like that so I was like oh yeah yeah like oh, this is my second one so I know what I'm doing and yeah he went away and the best advice he gave me was oh yeah make sure you lock the door <laughs> I was like 
I will do. <laughs> Don't want anyone walking in. But this time came prepared, didn't I? Mm-hmm. So the previous time, um, there was parental controls on my phone. <laughs> and there was nothing in the room. So I was like, oh, God, it's imagination time. This time, made sure I take the parental controls off my phone. So had mm-hmm. a had a good time. <laughs> That's actually important for people to know, though, because I think everybody... Well, I don't know whether people would nowadays use... Well, this might be just, like, generalising, but for me, I wouldn't think that people would use, like, magazines as much. I feel like they would just naturally go for the phones anyway. But it's important for people to know, like, that there isn't necessarily anything in the rooms, especially at the minute. So to uh, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, no, that is actually a really good point because a person I'd spoken about who'd done a sperm analysis spoke about magazines being in the room. Yeah, I but think... But that would have been pre-COVID, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. But then again, at the same time, it's a bit weird sharing a magazine with... Well, I know, that's people. what I mean. I feel like most people... Although, to be fair, you're not going to get it on the magazine because the whole point is to get it in the Well, pot, yeah, exactly, it? exactly. But I do feel... I feel like most people nowadays, when everybody's got smartphones and stuff like that, I think most people would use the phones anyway. But, yeah, I think, like you said, yeah, it's good to, to be prepared. Even to, like... What about if your, like, internet failed on you or whatever? I would be getting something downloaded just for that, maybe. Yeah, I wasn't going wasn't gonna go as far as downloading anything but yeah i made sure parental controls was off so i had plenty yeah um did you feel more at ease this time as well oh yes took my mask off <laughs> i completely forgot about that the last time i bet that was the first thing you thought take this off <laughs> um i think it was up there yeah <laughs> it was up there hello room here we are I'm again. Back, second time. <laughs> How you have you me? been? <laughs> um, was I more relaxed? I don't think I was unrelaxed the last time. Mm. So I didn't necessarily feel more relaxed. I was just as relaxed. See, well, you're very lucky to feel like that because it is a weird situation to well, be in. <laughs> definitely think- when you can hear three women talking somewhere around, not in the room, obviously. Yeah. Because it's a tiny room, but can hear three women having a conversation somewhere. Did that not even put you off? Um, I feel like if I was a man, I feel like if I was in your shoes, I would really struggle with it. Like, I can't remember if I heard them after I'd finished or during. Oh, right, okay. Because, yeah, because I'd said to you kind of afterwards that once I'd deposited into the pot, I kind of sat there for like five minutes because I didn't want them to be like, oh, Christ, he's quick, isn't he? <laughs> He's got no stamina. I even said that when you came back to the car. I was like, God, that was quick. <laughs> to see uh, you had your blood test as well. Yeah, I, like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I don't know if it was during or after, but I definitely heard, I would say, at least three women mm. talking. But no, I'd, even if it was during, I doubt I would have been like, oh, no, they might be able to hear me or whatever. <laughs> like, it wasn't anything like that. I probably would have stopped and went, what are they talking about? <laughs> well, I know, that's what I mean. Like, would it put you off? Because I think it w- would probably put some people off. I think it would put me on pause. And I'd go, all right, okay, I can continue. It's nothing important. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. You know how relaxed I am. Yeah. You are really lucky in that sense. But even so, even though you are 
relaxed and you're not a lot phases you we still wanted you to have like this second one done I did because I kind of wanted you to be able to have that second kind of little trial run before then it gets to the like main time mm. of doing it yeah because uh, obviously you did it the first time and mm-hmm. that was fine you was okay with that mm-hmm. but yeah there was still part of me that was thinking but what about if you if it does get to you if it does get like if you do feel under pressure or whatever so you doing it this second time and now really feeling relaxed with it all because now you know what you're doing and everything you know how the whole thing works I think now when it comes to like egg collection you will be even more like you you should be fine because when it comes to the egg collection I think you've got the added pressure of okay this has definitely got to be right because this is the sperm yeah. that they're mm-hmm. using this isn't just what they're going to be looking at like this is that actual sperm yeah so you have mm-hmm. got that like pressure there but the fact that you've already done it twice now and you can feel relaxed already mm-hmm. i think you'll be okay whereas if you was already if you if you if you already was panicking plus then you had the pressure of egg collection i think it would just be difficult yeah i think when it comes to that day the next time mm-hmm. they'll call my name and i'll like just drop past them like ah, i know where i'm going give, just give us the pot <laughs> i'm a pro no um yeah no it makes sense the fact that because you don't want the kind of like the first time just to be a fluke or yeah anything like that but no, it it, it just um, it doesn't bother us. I think yeah. E- even like after I'd deposited, and this time there was no confusion with the light switch because oh. the light switch was in the correct position. When I went in, I made sure I looked at that. <laughs> I almost said to Simon, "Oh, look, it's in the right place." <laughs> I didn't know, but yeah, even like going in there, doing that, coming back out, knowing I had to do my bloods, and the guy, the guy, Simon, <laughs> Simon had said. When uh, when you go back to the reception, tell me you, your blood's done. There was like there seemed to be more people in the reception. Mm-hmm. So even when I like, when I left to go back into the reception, I seen there was more people. I didn't get embarrassed or anything. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm here medically. Like what's what's the exactly? That's about? that's such a good thing. Like to think about it. Like you're there for and and you're there you're there for like a medical thing, but you're there for like a good reason as yeah, well. Exactly. I'm not. Like, I've not been there to be hit with, like, the embarrassment stick. Or, like, yeah. they're not going to take photos and publish them online and be no. like, look at this loser that can't produce any sperm. <laughs> like, it's not exactly. what it's about. It's about helping us. Yeah. And everybody who's there is in the same position. Yeah, exactly. So we all know how it feels. And, yeah, obviously, I think... Obviously, you don't want to be there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I get that side of it. But, unfortunately, this is where we are you got to deal with it. Yeah. So, because you feel so... Because you are so relaxed and, like, it's n- obviously not phased you at all having to do this, which I still find mad. Like, I really thought you was going to struggle with it, like, the first time that you went to do it and everything. But because you are... It's obviously not phased you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for people who may be having to go for the first one or it might be upcoming or like that do feel nervous and apprehensive about it like what tips would you give them um see it's just hard though isn't it it's the fact i think for me the fact is our fertility clinic is in a city that i know 
so it's like familiar surroundings and stuff like that the fact that it's just my personality and like how I am it's just made it so that I'm doing it but I suppose if I was trying to say to someone else how to do it do some I don't I don't even know if this would work actually but do something that relaxes you before you go yeah but then again would that necessarily work because as soon as you go to the fertility clinic and you know what's coming it could start panicking you and yeah. stressing I don't know. I or think whatever. That is a good, I think that's a good like tip because I think you you need to keep things light-hearted with it. You need to, like, as for me as well, for like the females' like support, mm-hmm. I think to keep it light-hearted and to take, try and take away like the pressure of mm-hmm. it because you will naturally feel that pressure because for you, for the male... A lot of the time, you're kind of just pushed to the side. Throughout the whole fertility journey, you're kind of just pushed to the side. Whenever you go to appointments or things like that, a lot of it is always focused on the woman. Every time we've ever had like a consultation or anything, like it's always focused more towards me Mm -hmm. and my body. Even though like our issue is male factor, it's still like always kind of focused towards the woman. So for this... This has been, this is like your first big moment yeah. of actually like, right, okay, this is something that I can do. This is something that where the focus is on me. So a lot of people will feel that pressure. So I think for the support is to try and take away some of that pressure and yeah, just try and keep it lighthearted mm-hmm. and like fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I was just, I'm, I've been thinking there kind of, you know, when you would, Younger, and you were like doing your GCSEs or mm-hmm. you're doing an exam or anything like that. What did you do before that? So, like, or not even know what did you do before that? You might have done something before the exam, but then when you stepped foot into the exam hall, people's heart rate generally goes up, isn't it? Because they, they know what's coming, like, oh, this is this is a test mm. and stuff. So, hopefully, it wouldn't be that way. And hopefully, like, I don't know, say someone likes going running, hopefully, they just went for a run in the morning before their appointment. Mm-hmm and then go to the appointment and then they're fine it might not be that way it it's just dependent on kind of what the person's like i suppose it's really hard it, yeah. it's hard it's hard to offer advice but that's kind of what i would say yeah i mean the morning before we'd gone obviously you were at work it was me and oakley at home i think oakley was on the tablet for a little bit i was watching tv or i was i was playing something for like half an hour or whatever and then we went yeah. So I mean, him had just like a little lad's morning. <laughs> but that's not necessarily what put me at ease yeah. to go and do what I had to do. It's just, I know that's what I had to go and do. Mm. So I went to do that. Yeah, I do think it's important though to do that, to keep, to try and keep it lighthearted and to try not to have that pressure. And so to try, even though it's easier said than done, to try not to think about it too much and mm. overthink the whole situation and to be able to just kind of like have a laugh about it because it is a weird situation it is a weird thing that you have to go and do but yeah if you too put if you put too much pressure on it then it just breaks it will you make it harder than, yeah than anything mm-hmm. but do need to point out that just because i don't know i went and done that and i had i don't know since we've done the podcast i'm always like oh yeah i'm really back and stuff like that there are things that panic me yeah. Like there are things that panic me. It's like so in my job having to deliver an assembly to 150 kids. Hate it. Mm. The worst thing in the world. 
if I have to record myself doing a voiceover for a PowerPoint, hate it, despise it. So there are things that I do hate. Mm-hmm. I'm not the most relaxed person in the world. I think it's kind of because as well with this, it's like you've got you've got to do it. Like if we want a child, you've got to do it. In the grand scheme of things, who is going to judge me? Yeah, exactly. In, in, in this. Yeah. Whereas, again, the flip side, where I do the assemblies and stuff at work, 150 kids could judge me, plus however many staff yeah. are in the room. They can all judge me. Whereas for the fertility side, no one, no one's going to judge me yeah. about it or whatever. Whatever it is, it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, to go back to the day, it was a case of sitting, waiting for my blood test, and I think it was 10 minutes later or whatever, a woman called me through, obviously got that weird elastic band thing that they put on your arm to like make your veins pop up. Tourniquet, something like that. Is that what it's called? I'm sure that's what something what it's called. I don't know, some weird rubber band thing <laughs> that's got holes in it and a other thing that goes through um, yeah and then yeah, you know she was like oh yeah so blah 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 just having have a little chat to us and stuff like that rubbing the area clean and then stab <laughs> ah! and normally I'm really good like with all that kind of stuff I don't really feel pain like I've had teeth or I've had a tooth taken out with like no anaesthetic or anything like that like yeah but you can't handle a cold no I can't <laughs> and what's your point <laughs> yeah like <laughs> anyway yeah that kind of stuff I'm normally really good with but yeah this really hurt mm. um, it's quite funny as well actually thinking about it that's probably the only blood test that you're even going to have to have yeah I'm like always getting stabbed and you're the one that like faints with it all well I haven't done for a while only if they do it like if they take a lot or if they kind of do a dodgy vein it makes me faint but most of the time I don't. Yeah. I'm used to it now. <laughs> well, you're going to get more used to it. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she stabbed us, hurt me. And that blood test was to screen you for HIV, yep. Hep B and C. Yep. Anything else? I think that's it. Oh. Or if there is any others, they're the main ones anyway. Right. They're the okay. ones that I remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she said at the time. Yeah. But I wasn't really paying attention. Not that I wasn't paying attention because you wanted me to ask a question to this nurse I did yes and I was too busy focusing on trying to get that into the conversation (laughs) well I thought while you're there because you also because we had our consent forms sent to us I don't know if they're all the consent forms but we had some consent forms sent to us um, a little a couple of weeks ago so I was like well take them in with you see if they want them now and also ask them this question because it's just easier if you're there already to ask them than trying to get through to them on the phone. Yeah. So. Oh. And the question was, do we know when we're going to be starting treatment? But I didn't ask that question, you see. Didn't ask that question, did I? No. I went, um, so we've got two appointments in June. Do you know what they're going to be? And then she said, oh, yeah, you're probably you're, one of them. You'll find out when you're going to start treatment. I was like, there we go. Got my answer. Yeah, but you didn't because that I knew that on those ones we would probably find out. But I kind of wanted an estimate of when really, like when, kind of when. I know they couldn't tell us like properly, fully, mm. but I would have liked to, I want, I just kind of want to know 
Like, is it gonna be bang straight away soon after? Or is there still a little bit of a waiting list? Like, are they, are they still pretty full for that month and it would have to be the month after? Because I want to be able to get a bit of time off work. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, well, because we've got the appointment where we go to the fertility clinic on the 21st of June. That's our big appointment. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is it going to be July that we start? Because everybody always says that after you've had that appointment, it moves fa- fast. And the consultant said that the last time as well. Yeah. Well, she yeah, because she said it was for the implications appointment. That's the one that we're taking ages to get to. But that one is actually on the 11th. Mm-hmm. And the 21st is like properly signing the consent forms and things like that. So apparently it's supposed to be quick after that. But I'm like, but how quick? Is it going to be July quick or is it going to be more August? Mm-hmm. Because that is peak season for work. It's the busiest time of year for us. Plus, it's the time of the year when everybody wants holidays. So I'm like, I just want to try and get in my holidays because I really don't want to be struggling and stressing even more trying to get time off or yeah. try having to be at work and do all of this as well but so, would a yeah. woman that's like taking my blood really gonna know well she was the nurse so I don't know yeah, but that's why I not... wanted you to ask she could have said oh, I don't know and then be like oh, okay yeah I don't know just obviously because we had the the video call with a doctor would it not be a doctor that would know this information rather than a nurse I don't know but then we'd probably have to pay another £500 just to get an answer from the doctor yeah, <laughs> But yeah, it's just frustrating not knowing because I like to plan. And do you? Yeah, I do. So I don't like that I can't plan. We, we can't though, because at the minute we can't even plan. Like with my sister starting this new job, we want to go and see her. We want to go out like and watch her and go on holiday and see her perform and stuff. But I'm like, but I can't book anything around that time, especially because I'm like, but what about if we start in IVF then? Because yeah. I feel like, for me, in my head at the minute, July, August and September are all ruled out. I am praying that it's not going to be longer than September with them saying that it moves quickly after those appointments. I mean, you're talking three months later. Well, exactly. But I've stretched myself to September. But I'm hoping that, obviously, it's not like longer than that. I don't know how I would cope if it was longer than that. But, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like at the minute, they're all ruled out. I can't make any plans at all mm. because of, yeah, like, be, not knowing. It would be quicker than that. Yeah, I hope so. I do hope the best timing for us would be if it if it could be literally straight away. Yeah. In July. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to see. We've got to wait until June. 11th of June, I think she might be able to give us... I think she'll be able to tell us then. Yeah, well, it's not that long. Yeah. To wait. Mm-hmm. But that that was my day out. That was my that was my day out getting my second sperm analysis. Yeah, our little checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And we've not actually said as well. Well, well, I kind of said I said I wanted you to have it done again so that you had another practice run at it. But that wasn't the main. That wasn't the first reason of why we chose to have that. Have you do it again? Well, I don't think we chose. I think we kind of got told like. Well, I, no, suppose, she asked. I suppose they did say well, do another one. The reasons why I think you you needed to have the second one done is so that you could have another practice run, so that we had a clearer, like a proper clarity on what we 
was dealing with mm-hmm. so that we know if it's going to be IVF or ICSI because last time it was ICSI they said but I think it's going to be ICSI again but yeah and also why is there a, why is there a huge pause because I've forgotten what the other oh. point was <laughs> I start talking and I don't think about what I'm saying and then I forget what was my third point I've remembered it was more up to date. I'm glad we just wasted four minutes <laughs> waiting for you to come up with that. I had it in mind. Oh, I hate, really hate it when that happens. Yeah, so that it was more up to date as well because your last one was in September. So if we are not doing IVF until July, August time, it'll have been like another year, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, yeah, I think they would have wanted another up-to-date one anyway. So, at least it is more up-to-date now. Brilliant. You're welcome. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, hopefully we'll get your results for that at some point, And then yeah, we'll I, see I what's happening. didn't get told, like, when I would or whatever. Yeah, well, they took forever with it the last time. But they shouldn't, they shouldn't do this time with the next appointment being, like, two months away yeah and they're not because having to I, go through the GP the last time we was kind of going yeah, through the GP still but, but it was like three months for the first one yeah it took ages for them to get back to us so but yeah, yeah I'm not massively hopeful since nothing's happening for us no but we've had it in our mind that that's going to be the case anyway yeah mm-hmm. I know you, you still cling on to hope and stuff like that but mm. I'm fi- I've found like this like the last couple of months quite hard mm. just because it's it's getting to the point now where it's hard to have that hope like I do get that hope but I'm currently on so I've lost hope now yeah, yeah. I kind of go through like a cycle oh yeah so yeah. like mm. once I've once I'm off and then I start going towards ovulation I'll get really hopeful again and then yeah but I've been on this cycle for a long time now. Yeah. So it's getting hard now. Really hard. Like, it's always been hard, but now it is really hard. Mm-hmm. And now, the closer that IVF is coming towards us, it feels like that is the only chance. Yeah, but at least that's coming up now. Whereas a year ago, we'd still be trying and nothing happening. Um, it's just heartbreaking it's so hard like this what I'm finding really hard at the minute is the fact that like we've said the same thing every month or I've had the same thought every month and yeah it's so hard to think that like I've done this for a couple of years now and every month I've thought the same thing said the same thing and it's always just been the same outcome mm. yeah, yeah that, 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 that's what I mean so like a year ago you would have gone through that cycle, like, oh, let's let's try. Nothing yeah. happened. Depression. Get out of that. Oh, all right, let's try. And then it keeps on going round and round. And there was no kind of end to that cycle, whereas, obviously, we know, like, the IVF or ICSI may not be successful, but at least we know we're reaching that, whereas we're not going in yeah. the tumble dryer, basically, of infertility, just going mm. round and round and round. At least we know that there's going to be something else kind of happening, which will hopefully just solve the issue. It'll be nice to have some help because we've not had anything. Yeah. Like we've not been offered anything at all yet. 
So that will be the first time that we get any sort of help with it. Mm -hmm. So it will be nice to have a little helping hand yeah, and to feel kind of supported because so far since we've like been trying to conceive like we have been by ourselves so obviously it's easy it's made it a lot easier now that like i'm on instagram and stuff but like we have still been by ourselves yeah and it is hard like i do just feel like i just need somebody to help like just somebody to try and help us Mm -hmm. but even that like it's it is scary i might change like over the next couple of months but i thought i was gonna be feeling more and more excited like the closer that we get to going through IVF but I'm feeling more and more like scared each month that this is the last opportunity kind yeah because I like, feel if that feels in what yeah exactly like we've gone through every month trying naturally and it not working and so then you think oh well this is because we need IVF so we're gonna have to go for IVF but then the closer that we're getting to that I'm thinking but what then what if that doesn't work as well and I know you shouldn't think of what ifs and things but it is it's hard to not Mm. think of it the closer that you do get yeah I just think about like how upsetting it is to get a negative like on a normal month but to then go through IVF and for then that to still not work as well like I don't know how how cope with that mm-hmm. like that would be really hard <laughs> yeah we had that conversation recently and mm-hmm. you could just tell how much I was getting you down so we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it right now <laughs> but we'll depress you in another way I don't know why I'm sounding happy about this <laughs> something else has happened in the last th- few weeks since we've been on here what? that you were unhappy about I had an interview about my infertility didn't I? Oh yeah, you did. I forgot about that. We should have said that, like first yeah. off. So, um, I got approached on Instagram asking if I would do an interview, um, for a journalist. But like, she's at university, so she's like doing a dissertation and stuff. Um, and she was like, "Oh, I've come across your Instagram account, and you're just the type of person that I'm looking for." And I was like, "Hmm, this is gonna be a scam." <laughs> <laughs> let's go with it so yeah she asked if I was available like for an interview and just to talk through kind of infertility my infertility and stuff like that so I was like yeah, yeah I'll do that and then I had the interview on the Friday so the day after the sperm analysis so those couple of days were very fertility focused but yeah I can remember telling you and be like hey what you gonna get out of you oh you're gonna be like oh no yeah I know well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I genuinely still mean that because you're always like, well, yeah, doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, that doesn't really help, does it? Like, that doesn't help anybody being like that. Like, I know, I know if, that if you is you. You come across you. the one, well, not the one male infertility account, but you come across like one of them and you go, oh, right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll approach this person. I bet they've got lots to say. And I go, well, yeah, I'm not like normal people. I don't really get that stressed. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be like doing a dissertation going, um, I don't know if they name you in it. I think they might. But they'll be like, person A, what a waste of time. <laughs> Wish I never bothered. Is he even going through it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't even seem bothered. But what was interesting though, because during the interview, I actually said, oh, because she asked a question, I can't remember what the question was, but, I knew my answer was going to be a typical me kind of answer. So I said, 
oh, this is my point of view, but I don't know if you're interviewing any other men, but they might think differently. And yeah, she went, oh, no, no, you're the only one. And I was like, oh. Yeah, so she's not got a very good representation. Well, maybe she's got the best representation. <laughs> Have you ever thought of it that way? But yeah, so that was, um, it was out of, out of the blue as well. It was, yeah. so, it was so bizarre. It's nice though. It's nice that like you've been able to help somebody with that. Well, yeah, I suppose because obviously when st- when I started up the inactive account. Yeah, that's the the only thing that really bugs me. I I just can't help it though. Like, I don't feel like I can like, express all this kind of stuff as well as what you can. Like, I don't know. I'm good at writing and stuff like that. Like, I know I'm good at that kind of thing, but when I've not got like I don't mean a massive opinion on it but when I'm not as opinionated about it as what you are I find it quite difficult to write about yeah well it's yeah you don't have to like the whole point of us having these Instagrams is to just kind of like let our thoughts and feelings out that's how I use it like I kind of use it as like a little online diary or little place for me to have a rant and a moment I don't like I know you you'll look through like a lot of the Instagram accounts that you follow and are quite like into them and stuff like that. I don't know how many I follow, maybe a hundred on mm-hmm. mine. I'm not gonna lie. Do I sit on my Instagram account and read all these people's things? Not particularly. Well then that that's fine. But it just shows that like these sort of things might work and help for some people but won't for other people yeah because for me like i couldn't live without it now i couldn't live without that support from the other women on there Mm -hmm. because on it genuinely helps me so 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 much whereas then for you you've tried it because i've said you need to get this because the support is amazing but then you've not really like it's not really benefited you no It's not the fact, like, I don't know, need to point out, I don't think I've needed support. Yeah. I've never felt That's the mentally drained going through this or anything. In That frustrates me. Yeah, I don't if know. It does frustrate me that, like, you don't feel... Like, I'm glad that you're laid back, but it does frustrate me that you don't, like, I don't know, that it's not kind of getting to you as much as it is to me. Because yeah. then it feels like, do you want it as much? Well, it's, I don't know, it's a bit harsh. Not harsh. Well, I, I, yeah. Like, just because I don't want to show it doesn't mean that I don't want it mm. as much or whatever. But, I don't know, I just, because we've got Oakley already, I'm just, it makes me kind of more grateful to him and I focus more on him than what I do, kind of, like this constant negative outcome that we've got at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm the fact that we keep on failing and stuff like that the more that we fail the more I go like right oh not the more that we fail the more I do that but each time we get a negative BFN am I right in saying BFN yeah big fucking effort I can't even speak <laughs> that one um, yeah so each time we kind of get a negative I kind of just like put more effort into him so like you know how like you'll feel down mm. I just kind of focus on him more and then it comes around to it again and then it happens again absolutely I want another one there's no way that I can be doubted about that but I don't know I've just, my brain just works differently to yours yeah it's just it's, I don't know there's no other way I can describe that apart from 
my brain works differently to yours. Maybe it's because as well it's not like your body that it's kind of happening to. Well, you say that. It's my sperm that's the issue. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I just mean like because I have like the whole hormonal side know, to I, it as I, well. <laughs> I probably think it's got to do with the fact that you've wanted such a large family and stuff coming from a large family mm. as well. Like, so I don't know you'll get more anxious about it because it's like you've wanted such a large family and at the yeah. minute we've got one. And I've always wanted to be a mum. Mm-hmm. I literally like stopped doing my job, moved in with you and stuff like purely because like to start a family yeah. and be a mum. And I know I am and I'm so lucky and grateful to be a mum but like, yeah. It's just hard when that's like you have an idea of what your family's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then you struggle to get it. Because I think, I don't know, I don't know about other lads, but I think growing up and stuff, when I did think about a family and stuff like that, it was only ever for me, like, one of each. Mm. It was never a case of having eight kids. Oh, no, I or, wouldn't or, have eight. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? It I don't was think never, my body could cope with eight. I don't know. If you were someone that could, like, you know, super sperm, mm. you probably would have eight, because I know what you like. But... Yeah, for me, it was always just one of each. It was always what I wanted. But I don't know. I kind of just come to terms with things kind of mm. a bit quicker than other people. It's, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. I don't know. P- people people probably do listen to this and do think like, yeah, he doesn't really sound like he's bothered about all this because it, I just go, yeah, I just kind of <laughs> just kind of get on with it. But it's just what I do I suppose yeah and it will, but that's it will, why I, I, can, I can appreciate why it will be frustrating because it seems like I don't care I get that but it's but that is why if, we... if I wasn't the way that I am and if I got really upset each month that it happened yeah. and stuff like that it's just going to make you worse I was going to say that is why we are good because we do balance each other out with it at least mm. because then because you have had like down times over it yeah but like when you seem to be down then that's when I'm more positive mm-hmm. and then like vice versa as well like so when I become a bit more like upset by it and yeah. negative then that's when you try and be more positive mm-hmm. and try and lift me back up again so yeah it works well I think, at least I, I don't know I think now that we've had the kind of end solution I don't really know how to describe it but like the fact that we've started with the fertility clinic and stuff and stuff like that even and they've kind of outlined what will happen or what could happen and stuff like that it's put my mind at ease whereas you know like when we were going through and we were getting no support and we didn't know what was happening that's when I was getting down because I was I was literally thinking like right we're not conceiving naturally it keeps on failing each month nothing's happening like I I'm you just, feel I'm like just there's useless. yeah. You like, feel like there's no hope at all. Yeah. Like when you when you're trying and you've got no support. Yeah. Whereas at least now, like, and I do need to stop thinking like, oh, what if it doesn't work? I need to start thinking, what if it does work? Like, mm-hmm. and try and have that hope in the whole IVF thing and yeah. just deal with it when it like if yeah, and when it happens, exactly. like whatever outcome we get. Because there's no point in going into it with a negative mindset straight away. Because it's going to be too hard. It's going to be difficult, and it's going to be like a massive emotional roller coaster as well. So yeah, I need to not go into it negatively. I need to go into it feeling positive, 
about it yeah and then just take each day as it comes mm-hmm. yeah that's my little pep talk to myself <laughs> i was gonna say you, you say that now but we'll we'll give it a few days no i do i do need to i do need to i think i've just been having like a because i haven't thought about like that really beforehand i have always felt quite positive about going through ivf but i don't know i just think it's with me like getting a negative again this month and yeah i think i tried not to like get upset by it but i think i have actually felt upset by it Mm -hmm. i think i've just tried to like kind of brush it under the carpet a little bit no it's it's all it is all understandable but yeah like i don't know another month's time where after you've given yourself your pep talk and we're back to where we are now you probably say the same thing to yourself again. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about this tumble dryer effect. I know, yeah. Keeps on going round, but I don't know. It's to be, it's to be expected, and mm. yeah, I I do care. Let's just let's just say that it's not. Yeah, it's not, I know, I know. It's just who I am. Yeah, I think we'll just leave the podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much more I was actually going to talk about, but we've ended up talking about all of this for a little bit longer. So well, we can keep that for a future episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will do. So we, I'm not going to bother with the uh, testing you or anything anymore. Happy dance. Yeah, because you hated it anyway. So yeah, because we're just going to have more of a chat. Yeah, we're just um, going to be more. Natural. Just hate it because, as I said before. Didn't really, not that I didn't really read other people's posts, but I think it kind of went in and went out <laughs> because I didn't understand what they were saying half the time. So I, was well, like, yeah, I don't exactly. know what these words are, yeah, or what they mean. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna really take them in. No. So then when you tested me, and I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. So we'll just we'll just keep it as a little chat. We'll just keep it as a little chat. But um, if you do want to contact us, you are still more than welcome to to send in any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss. Um, and you can do that on www.youmeand.co.uk. Yep. Uh, yeah. And we're gonna skip next week again, and then we'll be back again the week after. Fortnightly. Yeah. It's just more manageable at the minute with me working as well. And me. I do work. Oh yeah, but you you don't work evenings. Okay, sorry. And crooked season. Oh, for no, God's no. sake. Okay. So we're gonna that go note. now. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go now whilst I get beaten up. Yeah. We're gonna go with these and watch Oakley's chocolate. Oh yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening again. 